we're here every Thursday for you guys. And today it is episode 41 of It Sports Sis. We have a really cool topic to talk about. Yes. And it revolves around the Olympics. Yes, which this is, okay. So we have started, we started an Olympic series, really it was like six weeks ago, but we had so many things in between that we needed to talk about. So it wasn't like a consecutive series, but this is number three in the Olympic series because the Olympics starts as of this episode being launched on Thursday, tomorrow. So it'll start on Friday, which is- If COVID doesn't ruin everything, because you know there's slight whispers of it being canceled again because of COVID is running rampant in Tokyo. Oh, and um, the first, very first COVID case, positive COVID case in the, what do they call it? Olympic, wherever they all sleep. Um, Oh my gosh, like the campus. It's like known for like in previous years, they used to hand out like condoms and it was like this big like orgy like uh, amongst all of the athletes what yes okay (laughs) Uh, i need to okay i need to um olympic village is what it's called okay and they house them there yeah so they all these olympic athletes just hook up with each other right but i think this year they've got much like bigger um protocols around sexual activity because i you haven't heard much about it all that you've heard about is covid and i know that there was the very first positive COVID test in the Olympic village. I don't know who it was, but do you know what kind of athlete he was? He, she, Mm-mm, no. Well, shoot. I mean, let's just keep our fingers and our toes crossed that the Olympics actually happened this Friday. Yeah. Because okay, of- and I also need to address the elephant in the room or the elephant in the car. I'm obviously not at Huff today. <laughs> Um, I am the elephant in the car. You're the elephant in the car. <laughs> I am recording in my car in the passenger seat of my vehicle. And that is dedication, baby. You can't yeah. go to hub because your husband just gets surgery. So you yeah. gotta have, you gotta record the podcast in the car. Yeah. So Travis literally got surgery. He just got out of, he was We got home like 15 minutes ago, you guys. So I was able to prep all day, but I like didn't want to leave and record in my car whenever we were at the surgery center at the hospital, whatever. And so we are now home, but we just moved into a new house and there's hardwood floors everywhere and there's no rugs. So it's so echoey. And so I was like, yeah, Christina, I'm just going to record in my car. And so here I am in my vehicle. I think you sound great. Thank you. I appreciate that. There's much less echo in here than there is inside. So, all right. Well, let's jump right in, you guys. So, welcome to episode 41 of It Sports Sis. My name is Christine. I am your average Joe Schmo when it comes to sports knowledge. And I am here to ask all the questions that you guys will have at home. And I am Sarah, your self proclaimed sports expert. I'm here to answer all of the questions that Christine has and hopefully all of those questions that you have at home. But per usual, with the Olympic series, I'm kind of in y'all's shoes. Um, I know the gist of what the sports are, um, but I don't really know any of the details. So I learned a lot and it took me quite a long time to go into all of the details about what we are talking about today. Which is? Christine, it's called athletics. Yeah. So (laughs) isn't that like everything all of Olympic sports? Aren't they all athletics? Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. A specific 
um, category of sports is called athletics. And the main sport within the athletics umbrella is track and field. So, oh, yes. okay. So track is not the only athletics. That's right. So track and field rolls up under the athletics category, um, track field, but also there is the marathon, which is considered um, a road race, which is not track and field, obviously that rolls right. up under athletics. And so does race walking. Which oh, walking is not considered part of track and field. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Uh, uh-uh. I guess I think because it's too long, they probably do it outside. Yeah, they do it outside of the <laughs> I'm shaking my computer because it's sitting on my lap. Um, they do it outside of the track. So it would yes. be considered a road sport, too. All and- right. Well, well, we'll touch on that one because that one is fun. To t- is going to be fun to talk about. But so is this whole series. I think track and field is great. There's so many different events inside track and field. Yes, I looked up the top three sports at the Olympics, and it's, can you guess? Swimming? Yep. Track and field? Yep. And gymnastics? Yes. Okay, so we've already done swimming and gymnastics, and so I was like, okay, got to round out the best of three with athletics or track and field. So I had to research. There are so many events, Christine, that roll inside up. track and field, right? Oh my gosh. You were like, Christine was calling me today and she's like, what is taking you so long? And I'm like, there are so many events that I honestly no, don't know about. And so being able to explain them to you guys in such simple terms, I need to know about them. So yeah, I, was- and I think it's important too, that we do touch on all yes. of them but yes. very briefly. Yeah. So I'm going to run through all of the track and field, all of the athletic events, and then we can kind of touch on the ones that I feel like you've heard, but you're not really sure exactly what they are, right? Like race walking. Like race walking. (laughs) And oh my gosh, you want to talk about getting stuck on a YouTube reel? I mean, I could could not stop watching it. It's the funniest looking. Their legs are literally skinnier than a chicken leg. They're so small. Their abs, their upper body, or their upper bodies, like their arms are still skinny, but their abs, it's like all like IT band and abs. It's like they're all on the hips, baby. They're doing like the hula whenever they're like walk. It's so crazy. But it looks like they're running, but walk, but their feet are walking. It's crazy. Yes. Okay. So first I researched there are male events and there are female events, right? Um, but a lot of them overlap. So I'm going to list all of the ones that overlap first, and then I'll highlight the ones that are individual to male and individual to female at the very end. So we've got the 100 meters, the 200 meters, the 400 meters, the 5,000 meters, the 800 meters, the 1500 meters, the 10,000 meters, and that's it as far as just the plane meters are concerned. So these What are- do you mean though? Is this is this for like running events? Oh yes, this is on the track. Sorry. Okay. So this is individual male and female events. So, so all run as fast as you can. As fast as you possibly can. You on your mark, get set, go and whoever races the fastest and gets across the finish line which I found out it's your torso that has to cross the finish line. Not um, your head or your arm. Did you know that? I didn't, but now that you say that, 
so many times whenever you see a track race, you see them like putting their body forward. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So um, all of the individual meter races, like I said, all the ones I just listed, 100, 200, 400, 800, 5,000, 10,000 um, are all individual male and female on your mark, get set, go. And as fast as you can run that distance with your torso crossing the finish line. If your torso is the first to cross the finish line, then you win, right? Right. Next, we have just kind of some of the odd male and female events that they're not odd. You'll recognize them. High jump, number one, male and yeah. female. So both of them do it. You run, you jump over a set crossbar, and the one who jumps over the highest crossbar wins. And this so, is the one that's not the pole vaulting, though. So you're not like, no. you're not using the pole to get over the bar. You're just using your own body's momentum. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of, they like run sideways and they like do yes. like the high knees and they're running from like the side and they do the high knees and then they like cut court like catty corner diagonal yeah. and they like go over with their head first and then they kick their feet up so that they don't hit the crossbar and, and then, then they land on the padded onto a pad yes that's pillow. right onto a padded pillow yep got it okay yeah yeah, yeah. i okay. know the high jump yep and then you've got the long jump so the long jump you run and you jump into a sand pit. So the farthest jump wins. It's very easy. But what you'll see, and I didn't know this whenever, because I always wondered, you always look for the guy. I guess he's like, um, oh my gosh, white judge? and black stripes. Judge, referee. referee. Thank you. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so they sit at the end of, because they're jumping into sand, right? So they're mm -hmm. sitting at like midway through the sand and they hold up either a white flag or a red flag. And I was like, okay, they all want a white flag, but what if they hold up a red flag? The red flag means you foul, you made a foul and the jump does not count. And I was like, okay, what kind of fouls are there in the long jump? Of course, I'm like, I can't tell you guys all these. It's so confusing. But the main one that you'll see is, so there is a takeoff board. Mm -hmm. So they're running down this strip of track and then they have, they hit the takeoff board and then they're launching themselves into a sand pit and whoever jumps the farthest wins. Right. Right. Um, if your toe overlaps the end of that takeoff board by even a centimeter, that's a foul. Oh, that sucks. So you can't even like leverage your jump with pushing off the edge of the board oh yeah no the takeoff board you have to hit the top that's right okay is it level with the ground or are you kind of raised it's raised a little bit okay yeah so you could kind of use it as leverage that makes sense though why yeah. that would be a foul yep and then we've got the so moving on from the long jump we've got the 400 meter hurdles which are male and female as individual events so i love watching the hurdles i Talk run, about run, leap, run, run, leap, run, run, leap. I mean, talk about a freaking workout. They look like gazelles out there. Who did the hurdles in college? Jack. Jack. Yes. Oh, but it stresses me out because you know you're running full speed. If even the tip of your toe hits that hurdle, you're falling, and that's or gonna hurt. The tip of your other toe, you know? Your nutties. Yeah, I mean they come so close to those things. 
Yeah, you're right. I guess because you want to get really close because that way, I mean, you're going, the closer you get, the faster you're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the lower to the ground, but they're 42 inches for men and 33 inches for women. And they are little gazelles or big gazelles going over those things. So fast. It's insane. All right. So what, so what do we have next after the hurdles? So next is triple jump and you did this. So you need to tell me what triple jump is. Yeah. So triple jump is very similar to um, the long jump, but what it is, is that I guess the difference is that competitors, like they sprint along the runway, like run, 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 and then they get to a spot where they can only take one, two leaps. So one on each foot. So they go one, two, and you see them like flying through the air with each one, like they're really big steps. And then they jump off of this wooden board into the sand. And obviously whoever gets the furthest wins in the sand wins. So the long jump where they just run, 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 run up to the launch pad and then launch themselves. The triple jump is run, 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 run. Step, step. Um, yeah, like leap, leap, sand. Correct. But you can only leap on one foot. Uh, like right foot, left foot. Right foot, left foot, jump. And can you pick which one that you go to? Can you go left, right, jump? I, I would think so. I mean, because I'm sure lefties who write with their left hand are, you know, left dominant. They want to go with their left foot first. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm sure it doesn't. I don't think it matters which foot you go first, but it just, you have to do one, two, jump. And then next is the hammer throw. Okay. This is probably going to come off so wrong, but do you know what the hammer throw reminds me of? What? Um, Miss Trunchbull. Miss Trunchbull? From Matilda. Oh, Miss Trunchbull. <laughs> or Trunchable. Like Lunchable, but with a T, Trunchable. 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 God, I'm going to need to Google her name. Anyway. I'm going to need to Google Hammer Throw because I don't really remember what that is. I think what she did is like she would like um like throw the kids like she would throw a hammer, like a hammer oh, throw. Yeah. I don't think she would actually throw a hammer throw that way. But every, every time I see the hammer throw, I'm like, Matilda, Mrs. Trunchbull. So oh, this is the one where it's on the chain. Yes. Okay. So there's men's and women's it's, it's for both sexes, male and female and each. Okay. So they have a metal ball, Mm -hmm. a chain or like some sort of a steel cord and it's connected to a handle and it's all stationary. So nothing stretches and they take it and they spin, 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 spin and launch it. And then whoever throws it the farthest wins. Um, I mean, how do you even know where you are in space whenever you're just like twirling as fast as you can with a metal ball pulling you around? I think that every time I see them, I'm like, I would, I would probably straight up into the air. I would, I would twirl and end up hitting somebody straight in the face and killing them. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. There is like a cage around them so that they don't accidentally lose their bearings and throw it in their hands, but I, I mean, they're such pros. They know exactly where they're launching it, exactly where they're throwing it. Um, it's actually, pre- it's kind of cool too, like to see all the different, all these track and field events are sort of similar. Yeah. Like the long jump and triple the, jump. the triple and high jump. jump. Yeah. And the high jump. And then there's the shot put, which is similar to what we're talking about to the hammer throw. Yes. Except. And discus. Have- I don't know what discus is. Yeah, I know. We're going to get down there in a second. 
make sure you but, put S in there. But while we're on it, so we just, so anything more that you want to talk about on the hammer throw? Um, so the hammer throw, they spin, spin, spin and launch, whatever. Um, so they, I have to tell you how much they weigh. So the men's is 16 pounds and the women's is almost nine pounds. So they are launching, like they are strong, strong, strong men and women to be able to yes. launch this thing as far as they launch it. I'm, I'm getting excited because it's the same thing for shot put. They must use the exact same metal ball. They just, instead of using the chain, they shove it in the nook of their neck. Oh, okay. So the shot put is super similar to what we just described, but like I said, um, it's the, it's the metal ball and it is put in the nook of their neck. And for the men, it's a 16 pound metal ball for the, for the women. It's about a nine pound metal ball, 8.8 pounds, it, right? put it in the nook of their neck like this. And then they straighten their arm and they spin themselves around like one time and then launch the ball with one hand. And obviously whoever gets it the furthest wins. Okay, but what the best part of your notes, what do they what do they do? Ah! <laughs> yeah. They put it in the nook of their neck, spin and <laughs> I mean every single one. I again talking about going down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos was just watching video on video of, of shot put and every single one of them had a, an obnoxious grunt when they threw it. That's so funny. But also they put the ball, they don't throw the ball. I guess that's part of the shot put. Oh. But they put the ball with one hand. Put it, cause it's like a push. It's not like a throw, it's like a push, right? Yeah, because you're like, yeah, it's like a push cause pretty much you're behind the ball and you're yeah. pushing it as far as you can. Yeah, so while we're on throwing gigantic metal objects, the discus is, um, it is, I mean, not the same thing as the shot put and the hammer throw because it's shaped like a disc. Um, but the men's is 4.4 pounds and the women's is 2.2 pounds. That's and, not that heavy. But it's like a similar, but they put it in their the nook of their arm. So they put it in their put wrist. It in the palm of their hand, but it's like tucked into their wrist. Yeah, they put it into their wrist almost and then spin themselves around in. Hiya! <laughs> and you would think that it would soar like a disc but it doesn't really i mean it definitely gets really high and, and goes far but yeah it doesn't just like soar through the air like a frisbee would it just kind of plops and it definitely is not getting any sort of like momentum once it hits the ground like it's probably just like plop in there Boom. it is what it is that's where it stays but i think that's the end so we got shot put discus and hammer throw those are the three where you're throwing really heavy objects christine but javelin you're throwing a sword is that right yes that <laughs> is javelin so it's like a spear that okay. they're it's long so it's like 2.3 meters long but it only weighs 800 grams but really what that means is it weighs something like one and a half pounds it's not very heavy okay very long and skinny okay and you know the name of the game is you get the spear and you run as fast as you can and everyone's got their own way of running some people take like really high jump like steps and then they throw it as far as they can once you get to the board you obviously can't cross the end of the board you have to okay. throw it before you get to the board or the okay. end of the board okay and then they just like launch these spears as far as they as far as they can so the question is do these spears have to like impale themselves into the field for that for it to count um or can it just like land wherever 
I think I, that's a good question, actually. But all the videos that I watched, they all impaled the ground. Yeah. Like there were a few where this one girl tripped and like the tip hit the ground, but it didn't really like stick up and it land. It was laying flat and it still counted, but she just didn't get it very far because she fell. Oh, okay. So I guarantee you it's like required that it like impales into the ground somehow, obviously, because it's sharp. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. That would probably be a rule. I didn't look quite, I didn't look super far into like the rules and the penalties and everything like that. But I would assume from all the videos that I was watching, they all impaled the ground. Got it. Okay. All right. And then the last male and female events that really make this athletics, not just track and field or marathon, the marathon and the race walking events. So the marathon very simply is a bunch of people who are running 26.2 miles and whoever gets the finish finish line first wins. Um, and then race walking, Christine, you did some research on this. I went down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos, but the best way to describe it is these people who are just like speed walking and they like are like moving their rear ends and it's like they're hula dancing like along the street. I mean, they really look like if you put them to some music, they look like they know what they're doing, but they're just bomba cha, bomba cha cha cha. (laughs) So with race walking, it's crazy too because the short distance category is considered 20 kilometers. Well, 20 kilometers is 12 and a half miles. Isn't that crazy? And then there's also a 50 kilometers one, which features only men. And as things currently stand at the Olympic games, men and women compete in the 20 kilometer short distance category, while the 50 kilometer long distance features only men. That is seriously, I, you guys do yourselves a favor, YouTube. Um, I keep wanting to call it speed walking, but it's called race walking, YouTube race walking, get yourself some videos of race walking and then you can see like what we're talking about it's the craziest looking thing ever and there's like rules like you have to have like when you're walking first off one foot always has to be on the ground at a certain time like usually when you're sprinting you you tend to put two feet in the air at any given time like during your you know um, fastest stride but with walking if you even lift your foot up before your other one's down then you get penalized Oh, so like literally if you take one running stride, you're out. Or you're oh, feet. for sure. Got it. Okay. And, so, and your one leg has to, that's on the ground has to stay straight while your body crosses over it. It is seriously the craziest thing. Like I can't imagine the glute and IT band workout that they get from basically just like. Yeah. I also can't imagine shot, like shot, they're, shot. they're walking so fast and so swiftly. They have like five to nine judges usually at any given time throughout the track, but they're walking eight to nine miles an hour. You guys, I don't know if we've said that eight to nine miles an hour. So like if they just bend their knee slightly, I mean, how are you really going to be, if they lift their leg up before the other one hits the ground, how are you really going to see it? They're moving so fast. Eight to nine miles an hour. You think about that on a treadmill. I don't even run that fast. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Eight to nine miles an hour. Like it seems fast for a walk, but then you think about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do my sprints at nine miles an hour. Right. At your sprint full sprint. Full sprint. Isn't that crazy? In in orange theory, I always like wanted to only do it at seven and the freaking trainer would always push me up to nine because she's like, you can go faster. It's literally the craziest thing. Okay. So we have to move on. The last two events that are male and female are pole vaulting 
um, which we talked about kind of goes along with the high jump set they use the pole to launch themselves over. So I looked up the world record. So the average height for pole vaulters, elite pole vaulters is 16 feet that they'll jump over the crossbar. The world record is a little over 20 feet, Christine. Isn't that crazy? 20 feet? People are launching themselves so far into the air. So yeah, they run, 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 plant the bar. Um, launch themselves up, use the momentum of the bar, throw themselves over the crossbar. They throw the actual pole away from the crossbar so it doesn't hit the crossbar because that right. would be a penalty. And then they fall onto this hopefully very soft pad on the other side from, you know, 16 to 20 feet in the air. It's crazy. I'm, I, I guess like with pole vaulting, there's really no advantage to being short or tall, right? I mean, because the, the pole is the same height for everybody, right? There's not many like, regulations around it they can have a small pole they can have a tall pole like I don't think it really matters oh really yeah I don't think that there's many regulations around it I actually looked it up and it was like it was pretty lax as far as the pole regulation oh that's pretty interesting why wouldn't you get the tallest pole you could find because I guess maybe it would slow you down whenever you're running yeah and if you're short I mean how are you going to get to the very tall like tippy part of it you know very true all right, so the last male and female is the steeplechase. So there's a 3,000 meter steeplechase. Um, so it's basically a 3,000 meter running race, but you have hurdles, which are barrier, like they're called barriers, but they're basically just like oversized hurdles because they're running in a group and mm-hmm. a water pit. And so I know what you're probably thinking, Christine, like how do they, are they wearing socks or like aren't their <laughs> shoes getting wet? Like- <laughs> That's a very uncomfortable feeling running with wet shoes and socks. I know. And they're having to jump these water pits every time that they go around this 400 meter track. So, I mean, however many times that 400 goes into 3000, that's a lot of laps to be jumping into water and getting squish, 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 squish. Yeah. So of course, another rabbit hole I went down, they have specialized mesh running shoes. They're basically like water shoes with spikes on the bottom. And the water just goes in and then it dries off really quickly. Oh, that's great. So then I don't have to wear socks. Yeah. So they are jumping over this water barrier, jumping over um, hurdles, which are also called just regular barriers and the quickest to get from start to finish, um, which is the 3000 meters wins the race, but there's so much room for error. People trip, people fall people face plan in the water I mean there's so many different ways just thinking that yeah I'm not coordinated enough to run sprint and jump into water and not fall yeah and then okay so um I've gone through all of the male and the female events or both of us have kind of gone through the male and the female events and then the last events are either male or female so just the male events are the decathlon the uh 50 kilometer race walk which you talked about and the 110 meter hurdles So the decathlon um, is kind of the same thing as the women's heptathlon, but the women's heptathlon has seven events. The men's decathlon has 10 events. That's right. Deca meaning 10, hepta meaning seven for the women. And it's a combination of seven to 10, obviously for the men, seven for the women, different track and field events, and a combination of all of your points from each one of those events. Oh, fun. So they're running races. They're, you know, throwing shot puts. They're. Uh, oh my gosh. Can you participate? Like if you're just doing shot put, can you also participate in the decathlon? 
I think you have to, you definitely have to qualify because a lot of like the shop book people aren't, or like the people that are throwing the heavy objects. I think it's like javelin too. They're like really big and probably not They're runners. Very strong and they probably don't run long distances. So I would say yes, if they could qualify, but they probably wouldn't be able to qualify. Cool. So that one's kind of fun. It's not just like a one-off yeah. uh, race. It's like multiple different events that they, that they combine um, with points from each one of those events and whoever has the most points at the end wins. Cool. Okay. So last, so we did male and female individual, just male, just female. Now we have men's and women's relay events. So you have the four by 100, the four by 400, which are, um, male teams, female teams. And this year, I know we talked about this in our kickoff Olympic episode, we have the mixed four by 400. And what you'll hear a lot, you guys, there's the four by 100. It goes by the, it goes by uh, the four by one, four by 400. Is so you're four saying four. four people run 100 meters, four people run 100 meters, four people run 400 meters. That's Got correct. It. And really, I mean, obviously besides the distance, the four by one is the 100 meters. So you stay in your lane the entire time and you're handing off the baton to the next runner. But in the four by four, the four by 400, it's 400 meters. You stay in your lane for just the first lap. So the second, third and fourth lap, like you can position yourself on like the inside of the track. It's like the craziest thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, that's where you need to be on the inside. Well, depending on where you place, where your first runner places is where you're going to be positioned in the one through eight spot on the track for the second, third and fourth. Does that make sense? So each lap is going to determine where the next runner is going to line up because they need to to be in the same, because they need to be in the same lane for the first lap. That's right. And you stay in your lane for like a certain amount of time. So obviously everybody doesn't get tripped up whenever you're handing off the baton and then you can move into the, um, the inside lane of the track if you would like to. So those baton baton is always really fun to watch too. Yes. Because every time I think, oh my God, they're going to drop it. Or, oh my God, they're going to come out of the little passing lane because they only have 20 meters. These people are running so freaking fast, especially in the four by one. Mm-hmm. And they can't like, they can't just like stick it in their bra. Right. And like pass it off. They have to hold it in their hand. Um, but if the baton crosses over that 20 meter barrier, the team is disqualified, totally disqualified, not even penalized. No, just completely disqualified. How crazy Ooh, is that? That's, yeah. that's savage. I know. So these people are like the person who's finishing is running full speed. The person who's starting is trying to get up to full speed. And so the perfect handoff would be this person's running full speed. This person starts running full speed. They hand it off and then they go. But what you'll see is a lot of fumbling going on here. They and can't- if you drop it, it's not an automatic DQ. Yes. If you drop it outside of the baton passing area, it's not an automatic DQ. You can go okay. get it. But if you do drop it, and it obviously it's probably going to drop out of the area whenever you drop it, right? it's a DQ. So if you drop it and it stays in the 20 meters, I guess, technically speaking, you could pick it up and the next person can keep running, but I don't think that's ever happened. So as far as I know, it says if you drop the baton, 
Um, it does not mean an automatic DQ. This was talking about during the race, um, but it does mean that you're most likely going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Especially with how fast everyone's running. I mean, if you drop it, you lost what, three or four seconds? That's huge. Yeah, it's insane. And I mean, these people, three or four seconds is, I mean, a total detriment. So, so okay. So we kind of like touched on all of the events in track and field or athletics. Yep. So when are the track and field events at the Olympics? Because yeah, I so want to tune in. They are literally the entire time that the Olympics are going on. So from this Friday through like the beginning of August, whenever it is, they're not all day, every day, but there's so many events as you guys obviously have learned through this entire episode. And so, and there's not just all the events, there's the male and the female events and then the combined events. So it, there's a lot going on. So there is some sort of track and field athletics event happening every single day. So if you go to the Olympics website, NBC has the entire schedule broken down. You can filter by athletics, filter by track and field, whatever you want to watch. And you can see when um, each event is. Got it. Perfect. All right. Yeah. So I do want to tell you guys, if you haven't already heard, there are two women that I really want to discuss and kind of um, break down for you if you if you haven't already heard about it. So Shakari Richardson is the number is the first person I want to talk about. Um, she is the one who won the um, 100 meters at the U.S. Olympic trials, killed everybody. She's going to the Olympics, but then she tested positive for marijuana and she was suspended by the anti-doping agency. Yeah, that's been a huge positive. Yeah, and now she's disqualified from the Olympics. She confessed to it. She said she used it as a coping mechanism. I think it's kind of crazy because she lives in Oregon. So it's like, it's, it's legal there. Um, this goes back to our conversation last week about, know. you know, athletes that get paid. It's like, okay, but you know, you're going to the Olympics. So like, you know, it's not legal there, but God, I mean, Such it's a catch just, 22. it is because like, it's just weed and like, it's legal where she lives. Yes. I know. It's so crazy. How so are you going to qualify her? Completely? Unfortunately, she's not able to go to the Olympics. So we will definitely be missing her, but she did kind of end up with a great deal at the end of it. She's offered a $250,000 marketing opportunity with Dr. Dabber, which is a THC bait vaping company so uh, see there's always a light at the end of the tunnel the light at the end of the tunnel that's right and then before we hop off Christine Allison Phoenix is a total boss bee she's the only female track and field athlete to ever win six Olympic gold medals she's running in the 400 meter event at this year's Olympics she has nine Olympic medals um, wow. as a whole um, this will be her fifth Olympics and her first as a mother, which is what makes her so unique. Go girl. I know. And she was the one, I don't know if you remember this. This is back in 2018 before Nike kind of hopped on the, we accept mother train. Um, she criticized Nike because they didn't have like any sort of maternity policies. Basically they just like dropped her after she had a kid because they were like, oh, there's no way that you're coming back. Right. So now she's sponsored by Athleta. Who's me? I know. So now she's sponsored by Athleta. She's going back to the Olympics. She has a three-year-old and I'm going to be cheering for her. And you guys should yes. definitely be cheering for her too. And it'll be a huge slap in the face to Nike. So Allison, yeah. let's go girl. Yeah. That pretty much wraps up this week's episode of It Sports Is. You guys are awesome for tuning in. We love you so much. Thanks for bearing with us these past couple weeks. It's kind of been a hot mess. 
We love you so much. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.